You're listening to It Came From Gen X. Hey, welcome. This is It Came From Gen X. We welcome you to our show, our little humble podcast slash video. I am Keith Porter, a.k.a. Porterhouse, along with my brothers in arms, Michael Skinbone Skinner and Brian the Fishbone Fisher. And I missed you guys last week. Thank you for towing the line, but I got to say, it feels good to get back. So good to see you guys. What's going on, Skinner? Oh, we're just uh, getting ready for vacation here at the end of the week. Uh, um, take me nice with you. Nice long break <laughs> that we need <laughs> after the last you. three months we've had. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we all need a little something. Yeah. So, yep. I'll be uh, missing next week's show with you guys, but uh, I'll be thinking about you, sort of. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. going to get away myself a little bit, uh, head down to Kentucky for a writing session with one of my bands, the uh, Diamond Phillips Band, so I'm looking forward to that, uh, just just to get away, you know, have an adventure, and it'll do me worlds of good, so I understand Not that. staring at those same four walls will do wonders for you. Yes, right now. Fish, what's going on, my man? Hey, brother, we did miss you last week, and uh, we talked about it on the episode. I know you know that, but uh, just to yeah. say it while you're here, it was just a, it was a beautiful service for your mom. Everybody did a great job. You did a wonderful job. Thank so you. Just, that means just so to much. Tell you, yeah, just to tell you that directly. So, um, and everything having you guys here, um, I, I had said in the text, I know I don't owe you guys explanation, but to our listening audience, I, I was so burnt Monday night in the frame of mind I was in. I just... sure couldn't do anything so uh it was surreal when the whole family had been here for so many days and monday everybody left at one time it seemed like and it was like a blanket of silence fell over the house and it freaked me out sure i mean it was eerie it was scary i didn't want to be here but i didn't want to be nowhere else it was it was crazy so Anyway, how how was your week been? Uh, mine was good. I had a nice. Uh, actually, I spent a lot of time with uh, uh, buddy Dean. I do convincing yeah, idiots with, Dean. and and his <laughs> lovely man. girlfriend Megan. So I went out with uh, Dean and Megan. On uh, poor Allie was not feeling well, so oh. that's okay. She's better now. She stayed and he got some good. rest, and we went out to uh, dinner and uh, hung out on Friday, and then I saw them again last night. Went out to see uh, the new Nick Cage movie and also dinner again. So we'll talk about okay. that during the episode here. So. Yeah, well, very nice. I look, and it, I look forward to hanging with Dean and Megan again. Yep. And I certainly look forward to uh, hooking up with you, Dean and Nick, on Convincing Idiots. That was a sure. blast. So. Absolutely. Whenever you want to do it. Okay. Yeah, I'd so. like to get both both shows doing a doing a, a week. Sure. Maybe a continuation from one to the other. That would oh, be a cool a thing idea. to do. Oh, that's a smart idea. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So if you well, guys uh, haven't heard Convincing Idiots, another podcast uh, Fisher does. Uh, it is basically a pop culture uh, setting. Um, very funny. The guys are just being themselves. And if you know all three of them, that's saying a mouthful. So <laughs> it you. is a great <laughs> show. Very funny uh, and uh, insightful. You know, if you, if the world of pop culture, movies, comics, it, it is very insightful. Everybody has a lot of insightful stuff to say. And uh, that's what I enjoyed about it the most. So check out Convincing Idiots, guys. Great, great, great show. Thank you, Absolutely. Keith. Appreciate that. So, guys, at the end of the month, by the way, so end of May, we'll plan ahead. The Star Wars will be out 45 years this year. So we're planning another Shut Star up. Wars episode. Yeah. So no. we'll, might be an episode wow. you guys join us for that. So we'll talk about that uh, offline. So, yep. That sounds great. Okay. Crazy. Well, uh, been looking forward to tonight, getting back to the show. Um, don't have a lot to cover personally. And Skitter and I are going to do a one subject thing so we can let fish take the brunt. So we'll do commentary on that. But, uh, there is a lot going on. Um, even though it's pop culture is under fish's purview, some of it dabbles into the music world and other mm -hmm. things like that, but it's a lot going on. So let's just get this sucker started. Uh, want to give a big shout out to the man, the boss, Michael Skinner Jr. We are just glowing with pride. Uh, he's out in California doing some producing, um, uh, and we're just really excited about uh, where he's going. Uh, just an extraordinary young man. And uh, we look forward to him 
coming back home and telling us all about his adventure. So shout out to him and shout out to our man, Christophus Dominic, who is, uh, well, we just we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. So we don't take those things lightly. All right. Guys, ready to do a show? Let's yeah, do quick. it. All right, run DMC. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, yeah. Tell them where they can find the show, my man. I, I, one week. One week. See? I'm out of practice. See there? That's all right. <laughs> this is what happens right. when you take time off. See? Let this be a lesson. <laughs> yep. Get get rusty already. So, yeah. So you might be listening to us, everybody out there, on uh, WMVU.org, Global Internet Radio, Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Just pull up their site, play live, listen. And uh, you can listen to us right there if you would like. They also have other fine content with other podcast shows and music and all kinds of good stuff for free. Listen to us whenever you want to, on demand. We're out there on many podcast platforms. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Verbal, uh, Overcast, and many more. Just pull up our show there. It came from Gen X. Give us a subscribe or a follow. And as we publish new episodes, they'll pop in your podcast feed for free. Listen to us whenever you want to. You can also listen to us right on our Facebook page. Subscribe to us right there. There's a podcast podcast version there. Uh, Facebook at It Came From Gen X. All show links, including our YouTube channel, it came from Gen X. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that good stuff can be found in two main places. Our Linktree account, to search Linktree, it came from Gen X. And it'll be simply a page that comes up with links to our social media and where you can listen to us. Uh, also, our website, it came from Gen X, one word, dot wordpress.com. All show information's there. Links to also where you can listen to us, uh, links to episodes, videos, promos. And if you are so inclined and wish to sponsor the show, our Patreon account is um, can be found via our website as well, patreon.com slash it came from Gen X. So if you like our stuff out there, give us a like, give us a share, give us a subscribe. Tell a friend. means more than you know, and uh, we appreciate your support out there. Yes, we do. Now. Guys, we talked about a little while back about maybe, I don't want to call it an endorsement, but just speaking on perhaps some of the uh, wonderful people or businesses or establishments that we might sure. work with. Uh, and, and we don't do it every week, but from time to time, we'll do that. Uh, I don't have anybody in specific, but I got to tell you about a product. And a very seldom is a product blow my mind away enough that I want to mention it on this show. Mm -hmm. uh, but I had got to the point where I could not, get my day started without my cup of coffee and it started to bother me because i wanted to eliminate caffeine completely from my diet and uh i started seeing these advertisements from mud water have you guys seen oh, that i have seen those on youtube yeah uh, you know i watched it for months kept watching the tutorials the videos the ads and i said you know what i'm gonna send away for the starter kit now tell you right out the bat it's a little pricey the starter kit's $40, um, but you get a container of the mud water. It's like a powder. It looks like dirt. You get uh, a few extra uh, ingredients they give you, and you get the frother, which is really an amazing tool. Uh, it's chargeable. It, you stick it down in there, and it blends it up. Okay. Boil your water. Put in a teaspoon of the mud water. Add whatever you like to add. I put in a little bit of flavored cream. Stick the frother in, zzz, blends it up. And I'll tell you what, man, I, I don't know if I'll ever drink a cup of coffee again. I absolutely love it. it, it all the ingredients are for uh, your immunity, energy, mental clarity, energize you all day. It only has a seventh of, of caffeine as a normal cup of coffee. Hmm. I, 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 I had two cups today. I could not get enough of it, man. I can't wait to wake up to have me a cup of mud water. So if okay. you're a coffee drinker, you want to try something different, I urge you to give mud water a try. Hmm. Tastes like a spicy I, latte. I may have to. I, I drink like a pot a day. Oh, man. Yeah. Give this a shot. Hmm. Give this a shot. Okay. All right. Let's get this ball cooking. Skimbo, take it away, brother. All right, so we are going to travel to Brazil for my story today. Brasilia. Uh, we need Brasilia. Yes, sir. Mr. Walter Orthman. 
uh, happy belated birthday to him. He turned 100 years old back on April 19th, which happens wow. to be Miss Marcy's birthday. Now, that's just the start of this story. Mr. Orthman is a, turned 100 years old. In January, he celebrated his 84th anniversary with his work. This man has wow. worked for the, uh, let's see, it's a textile company called Renew View, R-E-N-E-A-U-X, and then View, V-I-E-W. He started January 17th, 1938, because wow. he could speak German. He had a familiarity with the German language. They hired him at 15 years old. He is, uh, then went into sales and became a sales manager like 1937. I'm sorry, but early 1940s. And he's been their sales manager since the early 1940s. Now, this man, I'm just fascinated with this guy. Um, reading the story and listening to this. 100 years old, the man still works every single day, goes in, does his job, comes home. Here's a quote that I want to give you guys, and I'll let you guys chime in on this. This is a direct quote from Mr. Orthman. I don't do much planning, nor care much about tomorrow. All I care about is that tomorrow will, will be another day in which I wake up, I get up, I exercise, and I go to work, my favorite place on earth. You need to get busy with the present, not the past or the future. Mm. Here and now is what counts most in daily li in life. That passage there that came from this man, you know, they always say wise men, you should always listen to him. Uh, this guy, everything he had to say just absolutely sent chills down my spine uh, listening to this. So uh, happy birthday to Mr. Orthman. It's incredible that he's been at a job for 84 years and still enjoys going every single day. We could only hope to be at a job for 10 or 15 years and still enjoy going every single day. Know what I mean? Sure. No, I think it's great. I think it's uh, bless his heart. So, again, we, like you say, we definitely extend our wishes out there to him. Um, yeah, it's just uh, that's, that's a beautiful thing, just the fact that to be around at that age and uh, let alone still able to uh, get up and, and go to work. And, um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it, it definitely seems like work gives him a sense of purpose, a, 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 something he looks forward to, to still do, uh, which is very fortunate to do. Um, and a great quote. Yeah, it's uh, something that I, I need to work on myself. I know it's, it's something that Allie gets, uh, you know, she has to remind me of often to just sit here, enjoy the present. Don't worry about what's going to happen even later today or tomorrow for a minute. And I, I definitely could stand to learn from you know dwelling on the past sometimes as well. You know, rethinking of we could have done better or this or that and the other or just it's ugh, it can be very exhausting mentally. So great advice from from that man. Wow, Keith, Keith what do you think? Well. Uh the only thing I was cross course through my mind, other than the wonder, it was a wonderful story. Um, it just reminded me of my mom, you know, 84 yeah. years of age, never. I mean, you guys were both at my mom's service. You, you heard some of the stories was telling never stopped working. Even two days before right. she passed, I had to stop her from doing stuff, you know, yep. and she was a testament to that old school strength, that old school work ethic and I used to tell her if I grew up to be half as tough as you I'll be I'll be okay you know uh, mm -hmm. something that you don't see today um, so that's what I was getting out of that it is it is something remarkable to behold um, I know everybody's different everybody's got their own problems and issues but it does say something towards uh, the capabilities of the human spirit which can drive the the body itself, and mm -hmm. the, the mind and spirit are strong. That's all that was coming to my mind when I heard that. But what a great story! Absolutely, guys. Yeah, this 
like I said, if you take anything away, do a job that's not considered a job. Do a do something that you enjoy and get paid at the that same time. That would be idea, yeah. yeah. That's the goal to, to, to go for. All right, guys, that's all I got. Yeah. I, I walk out of a drum lesson sometime and go, wow, I got paid for that. You know, I, I, I love the kids, and now I have, I have one adult student, and she's just fantastic. We had the most incredible time tonight, you know, um, that I never would have imagined that I would earn such a great friend. Uh, she's in her early 60s and um, doing so well. But uh, we had a, a lesson today on an emotional level. Um, she watched the uh, eulogy from last weekend. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it was just an amazing exchange and, and prayer together. And I was like, wow, I got a check for this. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah, that, that's the key. That is the key to, to, to a little bit of longevity and a happy life. I know some people, they're depressed every day at work. And some of them, it's a frame of mind. Sure. I, know, I know somebody complains every single day at work. And I'm like, I would kill for your job. You earn buku bucks. You leave whenever you feel like it. I got this appointment, that appointment. Uh, no, the boss loves you. You get away with murder. The boss calls you on a personal level. Um, you get to dress nice every single day and it's, but just never happy, never happy. So sometimes it's just a frame of mind. You know, you, you might not have the most idea job, but Hey, change your frame of mind. Say, I'm going to do the best and I'm going to love it while I'm here. And you never know. Never yep. Know. Yep. Absolutely. It was said, uh, and I believe it might've been the first George Bush. I can't remember. But somebody said that if a man is a street sweeper, he should live his life and do his job. So that day comes when he dies, all the angels in heaven will sing. Now there goes the street sweeper. Martin Luther King Jr. had a similar comment like that too. But oh, yeah, no, no, but it's still, it's still the same, same point. Same idea. Right. right. Yep. We all, and we all get that point. Yep. Thank you, Skinner. Okay. Yep. Okay, guys, uh, from a little sports and music, uh, starting with sports, we all know what the big story was. The NFL draft was this weekend. Uh, the coverage of the draft is starting to be ad nauseum. <laughs> they start months early. I, I'm so sick yeah. of the mock drafts. I don't know what to do. I am still waiting for somebody to explain to me the purpose of a mock draft. Because you, you don't know anything more, more than anybody else. You know what I'm saying? You might know something about the players we don't know. But a mock draft is the dumbest thing to me. And I just get tired of it. They almost ruin the excitement of the actual draft, which has become a show unto itself now. Sure. Uh, Rati ratings. That's yeah, it. It, it is amazing what the draft has become. <clears throat> and, uh, of course, a lot of that is owed to uh, Todd McShay. But mostly... Um, Mel Kuyper Jr. Yeah, um, who has taken mm -hmm. it was his idea to make a show out of it, and it has become something. This draft featured musical performances from Ice Cube. Um, you had Chris Angel performing a trick that looked really stupid, by the way, <laughs> and all sorts of things going on. Of course, a host of bevy of NFL greats coming out. Uh, actors, all sorts of different things. Of course, it was in Las Vegas, so you know you had your 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 pick of the litter. So, guy, I just thought real quick we could talk about. There's so many aspects of the draft, uh, especially the last 15 years, where it's become a show, and uh, we know some of the great draft moments. Uh, some of my favorites are, you know, who, of course, the original one before it became a show. Who the hell is Mel Kiper? <laughs> you know, that was great. Uh, <laughs> That was a great moment. Of course, people like to make fun of Brady Quinn being sitting in the dressing room, Aaron Rodgers, yada, 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 yada. But there's a lot of things that happen with the draft you start to see become commonplace nowadays. Uh, some of the things I don't like, uh, I'm sick of seeing the player sitting there at home on the couch with this whole family around them, and his girlfriend is sitting there. Uh, no, no, no. You don't belong there. Oh, the That's, girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Go in the back somewhere, 
you've been there, what, a year, two years or something? Probably because you knew the guy was going to NFL. That's <laughs> mama's moment, you know? Mama yep. who took you to practice every day. Mama who bought you all your stuff or whatever. That's mom and dad's moments. Uh, I've always loved and appreciate how practical Mary Beth is. Uh, and she used to tell me when we watched the draft together, I wouldn't even be there. That, that'd that be for you and your mom. I was like, thank you for saying that. But uh, there's some great things about the draft, too, guys. And I thought we'd just real quick over what what is it that your favorite part about the modern-day draft that you like? Uh, I'll, I'll start first and kind of set the tone how I'm thinking here. Um, my favorite part is the stories. They mm-hmm. research these kids, and just every year you get one story that man, if, if it doesn't do nothing to you, you're not alive. Uh, I can't remember anything this year too much, but last year, uh, Quiddy Pay, I believe he went to the Indianapolis Colts, if I'm not mistaken. Born in Lagos, him, his mom, I think a couple of siblings running from gunfire and bombs. To another country and to watch them and where they were and his mom couldn't have been any cuter she had on her tradition traditional nigerian uh you know garb she was as cute as can be her face and his face when that dude got selected early in the draft was going from poverty third world country running for your life to about to be a millionaire that to me that's what that's the american dream that was just the most beautiful thing i ever saw and that's my favorite part about the draft the stories uh you know there was one kid that was sleeping in his in his car he was a walk-on you know had to earn a scholarship after being there and working his butt off for years and now all of a sudden he's got a shot at the nfl stuff like that so that's what i'm thinking fish will start with you what's your favorite part about the modern day draft yeah i'm with you man exact same thing I, I I love to hear in any type of story somebody that achieves success, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and just to to hear people the sheer determination and sacrifice that themselves and their families yeah. had to go through yeah. to put their put themselves and put their child in a position of potential success. Then when you see it pay off, or you know the odds are so incredibly oh, against my, it. Oh my god! You know? Yes. Uh, but when you see it pay off like that, the excitement and the family is, like I say, it's really that's that's really a special moment right there, and the family really being is. excited. That that is clearly the, the best part. All the analysis, all that crap. I'm with you. I'm just like I, I'm not interested. I'm not. I'm just not into it like that. But like you say, right. the, just the human stories behind. Yeah, it is, I, I, is I don't really care how nice. fast somebody wearing a forty yard dash. I like to see a person's yeah. dream come true. You know. Um, if you want to hit a real recent story, and I know we spoke on this before, but this one hits home. Um, you know, our own beloved Dwayne Haskins. Sure. I mean, gosh, what a story to see a kid 10 years old wearing a number seven Ohio State jersey, walking around the Ohio State locker room in awe and being asked, what are you going to be when you grow up? I'm going to be the quarterback of the Ohio State Buckeyes. And boom, his dream came true, wearing number mm-hmm. seven. Boy, that's that's special. Skinner? Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, you're talking about the draft, and it brings back, I may have even talked about this. It's a movie called Greater, uh, G-R-E-A-T-E-R. It's about Brendan Burlesworth. He was a uh, draftee from the Colts. 1999, uh, unfortunately, he didn't make it to training camp. He was killed in a car accident. Oh no! But there's a movie on Netflix called Greater. It tells his story about a kid from Arkansas is a walk-on defensive lineman, ends up getting uh, drafted in, I can't remember if it was a first or second round through the Colts. But it's that kind of story that you're talking about, the stories that you hear of these incredible kids. A lot of times we'll say these these players they're overprivileged, overpaid, spoiled brats. But then there's those that have the stories um, that just make you go, "He deserves to be making the money he's making. He deserves to be on the field because of the work and the character and everything that he did." 
There's the one guy that plays for the Browns. I don't I can't remember his name. Was it maybe it was Johnson, who was selling stuff on the streets down in Miami when he finally said, "I'm going to make it in the NFL." And he called every team in the league, and the Browns finally said, "You can come up and you know mm-hmm. try out." Basically, and the guy made the team. It's stories like that that I love to hear about what when it comes to the draft, and that can go for any sport, not just football. Yeah, absolutely, Skitter. Um, and then you can see great things happening each year in the draft. Uh, what a year for the University of Georgia! Sure. Uh, too, My goodness, yes. Too, too shy of the record, I believe. I don't, or did they hit it? I'm not sure. But fifteen was the last count I saw. Fifteen players sent to the NFL. They made fifteen millionaires off of that squad last year that that won the national championship. Uh, I think that's just absolutely remarkable. Um, I think if you got a Georgia defensive player your team just got better. I don't know why the Green Bay Packers did not maneuver early in the draft to get a good wide receiver, Um, but they got a guy who's pretty good, but they did take two back-to-back Georgia defensive players. I think that is going to bode so well for their football team. Um, You know, what a recruitment tool if you're Kirby Smart. We sent 15 players to the NFL last year, you know? So little things like that. And each year there's its own little thing that you can see happen. Uh, and and it's, it's become something special. My sister watches the draft now. My mom was taking interest in it. Um, it's become such a such a big deal now. And this, it was the stories that drew them all into, into watching it. So, okay, guys. So that's all I got. Uh, nothing significant in music to talk about. There is some music news. We're going to let uh, Fish bring that up. So we'll just turn the rest of the show over to him. Take it away, Fish. All right, guys. So some pop culture stuff here. A few things, uh, current stuff first. Uh, just current things out there. So uh, Ozark uh, dropped on Friday. So it's the, last, it's the last portion of the last season on Netflix. Uh I will help you get uh, now, Keith. You're an old Ozark fan, yeah? Yes, I'm an Ozark fan. I'm a new Ozark fan. I got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, just incredible series, stress and drama at every turn. Like oh, I no, said, I it, it just it. it keeps you on edge. Jason Bateman again, it's well acted all the way around. All the characters are well acted, and well, I'm fully yeah. invested into it. I watched three episodes so far over the weekend. I think it was like seven episodes in the last part of the season. So I will, okay. I will miss this series, and uh, I'll probably watch another episode even yet to, yet tonight. So if you if you if, if you're one out there that's like everybody's telling you to watch Ozark, you watch Ozark, watch it. Watch the first episode, yeah. season one. If that doesn't draw you in, it's not your thing. That's okay. But if you're, let it sucks you in. You're you're I'm in. One. I was one yep. of those people. I got tired of hearing about it, and I said, "Let me check it out." And I tell you what, I'm like, "Wow, what I've been missing, man, all this time." Amazing, amazing show. Absolutely. Uh, I got so many things on my list to catch up with right now. <laughs> uh, I've been wanting for years to rewatch Game of Thrones. And my sister overheard me and my nephew talking about it. She finally said, let me see what the big hubbub's about. And she was like, well, why don't you watch it with me so you can kind of tell me what's going on. I can pause it. You can explain what's going on. And that made it fun for me. I'm actually enjoying this because I'm learning more. So this has been fun. That's kind of been our thing uh, the last couple of weeks. Sit down and watch three episodes of Game of Thrones a night. So uh, definitely want to get finished up on my Ozark. Great show. Skitter? Very nice. Any thoughts Ozark? You haven't seen it yet, have you? Who, me? Yeah, you're right. a Ozark fan? Oh, dude, I've been waiting for this season, the, the last nine oh, episodes okay. to drop on Friday. Yeah, I've actually watched the first three and a half seasons twice now. I watched it f- at first uh, by myself, and then I, uh, you know, I finally said, Marcy, you got to watch this show. I know you're going to like it. And she was like you. She got hooked on the very first show, and we just got seasons one, two, three, and then the first nine episodes of season four, uh, she finished last night, actually, was number nine. Uh, so number 10, which is the first drop for this week, um, we'll be starting on that. So she finally caught up to me. But yeah, oh yeah, this show was just amazing from yeah. start to finish. Um, we're talking about all the actors, even the kid actors that are in this do sure. a fantastic job. Uh, the one guy, uh, the one character named Ben which is uh, Wendy's brother. Mm-hmm. I 
absolutely love the actor that played that role. And I'm not going to spoil it for those that haven't seen the show yet, but what he did to make us believe what his problem was was absolutely short of phenomenal to me. He's probably one of my favorite characters or actors portraying a character on that show. That you, same actor, you remember who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the same actor, by the way, is on that new Outer Range series I mentioned with James Brolin. Josh Brolin, not James Brolin, Josh Brolin, excuse he's, me. He's in that one, too? Y- yes, he is. He plays uh, Okay, uh, I'm Josh definitely going to have to watch yeah. it then. Yeah, okay. very good on that as well. Okay, what else you got, Fish? All right, so I saw a new movie uh, last evening with uh, Dean and Megan, the, the new Nick Cage movie, as I mentioned uh, earlier. So it is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, it's called. So it, Nick Cage plays like a parody of himself. Uh, his uh, his career is struggling in the movie. Uh, can't seem to get a role, and he gets offered an opportunity to go out to a a rich guy's uh, birthday party, makes some money. He takes the offer. Neil Patrick Harris plays his manager in the movie. Uh, and then the the guy he goes out to see is the actor who plays the Mandalorian. Pasquale. Let me get it right here. Sorry. It is... Sorry, he uh, Pedro Pascal plays. Uh, yes, Tiffany Haddish is in it. Sharon Horgan. Uh, again, a lot of good, a lot of good performances in here. A lot of fun, goofy. If you if you like Nick Cage at all, like Nick Cage movies, uh, you will love this. There's scenes where Nick Cage is interacting with a young version of himself, like a de-aged version of Nick Cage, giving him advice. Uh, they have clips of old Nick Cage movies peppered throughout the, the film. So uh, definitely recommended. A lot of fun. Good runtime as well, like an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, yeah, so check that out. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it's uh, funny you were talking about Nick Cage. I actually watched Con Air again. Re- refamiliarized myself with that movie from 1997. <laughs> And yeah. boy, I tell you what, the actors uh, couldn't believe how many was in that show. Sure. Um, from John Cusack to uh, John Malkovich. Of course, uh, uh, Nick Cage was in it. Uh, Dave Chappelle was in the movie. Uh, Ving Rhames, uh, Steve Buscemi, uh, a couple others. There's one guy that uh, it just... Monica Potter, uh, Danny Trio. I mean, it was an A-list movie uh, from 1997, and it, I think it holds its uh, holds its time. A um, couple awkward things when it comes with the aircraft itself, but for the most part, pretty fantastic movie. And to have that kind of cast and that diverse of a cast was pretty neat. There you go. So it's a nice uh, Con Air uh, rating for you, folks. 97. There you go. Good 1997. There you go. Yep. There's your Gen X pen. All right. Okay. We had a couple unfortunate passings in the world of pop culture over the weekend. <laughs> we had, uh, I'm not laughing at the passings. I'm laughing at Keith uh, laughing. Oh, I'm uh, laughing at the text. I said Skinner, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Naomi Judd passed away uh, over the yes. weekend. So poor lady was one day before she was going to be inducted into the Country Music Hall oh, of Fame. No. Yes. So she was going to get inducted on Sunday, and she passed away Saturday. 76 years of age. Uh, they, gave, they, they went ahead and honored her at the, at the awards. Uh, they didn't go into detail, but uh, they say that she, they lost her to the disease of mental illness. So... Very, very sad. So she had been married for 32 years. The Judd sold more than 20 million albums, comprised of mother-daughter Naomi and Winona, often celebrate. I mean, we know who the Judds are, and certainly in our generation. So I'm not a big country music fan per se, but uh, definitely certainly aware of the Judds and their impact on country music. So... Just a very sad thing over the weekend, sir. Keith, any thought on uh, Naomi Judd or the Judds uh, in general? Very sad. I, I, I don't. 
have any songs that I know they're the Judds, you know, wasn't like, like a fan. I knew who they were, totally dug them, and I thought they were refreshing when they came out for country music. They were totally something new and different. Yes. Uh, even Ashley Judd, I, I dig her. I love her in, in the movie. So uh, much respect uh, to see a mother and daughter team out there, and I'm just very, very sad to hear. Absolutely. Very rare to have a mother and daughter have to achieve the yeah. success. Yeah, I, I dug they, them. I, I, I didn't know any song. I mean, I heard, I remember the songs back in the day, but I wasn't a huge fan, but I totally dug them. Yeah. Keith, any thoughts on the Judds or Naomi Judd, sir? You already asked me. I said Keith Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> and he asked again. Jeez. Uh, I don't have much more to add. Yeah, that was a unique duo uh, in country music and any genre for that matter. Mm -hmm. um but a very popular very talented family with ashley judd you guys mentioned her she's a great actress um and um yeah just sad that she passed away just before she was going to be uh honored the way she was but um they were good for country music i didn't particularly care for the music much but they were good for country music but you know yeah. what, Skinner? I was I had said the same thing. Too bad, right? Right before she you were about to receive the uh, introduction to the Hall of Fame, which she had even realized it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, they they were going to go on tour again. They were set to go on oh. another tour. Wow. Yeah. So mm, okay. I don't know. So yeah, poor lady. All right. Uh, Skinner's going to, by the way, stay around. He's going to uh, give us a review of Face Off later in the episode. Oh, there's <laughs> another good well. one. Okay, so just stay tuned for that. Uh, we also our lost friend of, our Go friend ahead. of football show, Darius Boggs, would be so proud of us talking about Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I watched next today with Nick Cage. I watched that today. Remember when you could see two yeah. minutes into the future? Oh, that's right. Oh, there you go. Today, yep. Oh <laughs> my god. Yep. Hey. <laughs> It's hard not to like Nick Cage, that's no. for sure. Okay, we also lost a iconic uh, comic book artist over the weekend. Neil Adams passed away at age 80. Now, if you if you don't know the name, you definitely will know the artwork in our generation if you grew up reading DC or Marvel Comics. So, especially he was known for uh, his work on Batman. So, uh Look him up. Just look up some of his cover art, and you will know, you'll recognize his style. He was known for making it like more of a modern look of a superhero. These guys were cut. They would get beat up. Uh -huh. They would have blood dripping from their uh, wounds and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so he was an icon in the 60s and 70s. He even started his own comic book company for a while. So... But again, he's known he's known for a lot of stuff. I don't know if you guys remember now. Like one thing is, remember that that huge that was like a Batman or Batman, excuse me, Superman fought Muhammad Ali. Remember that yeah. cover, that iconic. Oh gosh, cover? yes, that oh, was yeah. him. Superman that was, was beat up. Okay, yeah, you know his work. That was him. Like I said, look him up, Neil Adams. Like I said, you'll definitely recognize his work. It, it's the seventies looking Batman. Yes, yeah. there you go. Yeah. There you go. Right there, he's Very holding it up on on that. video. So, uh, I guess he also did some Marvel stuff with X-Men. and uh, So, all he has three kids. All three of his kids are also comic book artists. They definitely followed in uh, their dad's uh, footsteps. So, um, yeah, without, you just think about that. With, without guys like him... You, know, you just wonder if the comic book it just if it would have survived long. I don't know. It's just like he, but he was definitely quintessential to create interest in the medium. Uh, just like I said, I just I just went back and looked through a lot of his stuff over the weekend. Yeah, that's like, what I'm wow. doing right now, Fish. I, I, yeah. I'll tell you what, I didn't know who he was by name, and when you just said the the Muhammad Ali, I never forget seeing that. I, those guys made you interested in comics because of these covers they made yes the covers sometimes didn't tell the true story but they certainly lured you in and i yes. remember seeing superman beat up on the front cover which confused me like i gotta figure out how is this possible you know and if i remember correctly i think his powers were stripped he had to fight muhammad ali or something like that or they were somewhere with a red sun that's but, exactly uh, right 
Yeah, okay. So uh, the the covers were iconic. But I will say this, though. I find it interesting being a comic book guy who I don't know any of the DC guys by name. I don't know why that is, uh, especially knowing who this guy's work is. Now, I know his work. But, but I can name off a bunch of Marvel guys, you know, from Jim Lee to uh, Silvestri to, you know, list goes on and on. Just, sure. Little thought. Yeah, I don't know why that is either. I, I'm with you. I don't know. Maybe just the era that we, like, I like, I read DC more as a kid, or, or I think, DC perhaps. DC don't promote their artists like, like, like Marvel does. Maybe. Get Skinner, are you, from, are you familiar with uh, Mr. Adams' uh, work, sir? I am just the same. Yeah, I'm familiar with his work. I, as soon as you said the Ali cover, it knew exactly which one you're talking about. Um, yeah, I'm looking at here some of the stuff that he's got out there. It's pretty amazing. That guy was talented beyond belief. Uh, with uh, with the early Batman's and the early Superman uh, covers that he did it was just short of amazing. Yes, and he once drew a picture of Nick Cage. Uh -oh. mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nick Cage I, pulling his face off, right? Yeah. Like John yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He drew like Vampira and Conan, and just like man, just he, just so much yeah. stuff, so much stuff here. So Those yeah, guys did wonders for the world of fantasy. I mean, when you the, the build on these people are, we thought were unattainable but unbelievable and now we got people today walking around looking like some of these people so it's crazy right <sighs> yeah absolutely so rest rest in peace mr adams for sure you definitely made a positive impression on, yes. on us as kids and and uh like you say definitely sparked a lot of interest in in comics so yeah, 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 like I said, without guys like that who knows what the movies would be there who knows uh -huh. so anyway all right so uh, getting into some more of a nostalgia stuff as well. Uh, this movie turns, I, I, it's, it's hard to believe 25 years ago, right around this time, uh, movie spoofing James Bond came out, uh, starring, uh, the wonderful Mike Myers, Austin Powers, the first Austin Powers movie. <laughs> was released right around this time 25 years ago so now they're kind of going back and interviewing mike myers about it and some of the other uh folks that are still alive there's rumors that they may make another one you might remember uh on this past super bowl mike myers came back to reprise the role of dr evil in one of the commercials mm. um so there's definitely yeah, still did. kind of an interest in that so I was a big James, I, I was an M, a big James Bond fan. So when this movie came out, I just thought it was terrific. I thought it was a great parody of James Bond, just the whole thing about, you know, making fun of the ridiculous ways that they would, you know, try to, his son would be like, why don't you just shoot him? Just yeah, shoot yeah, him yeah, right yeah, here. Right, shoot right, him. Right. He's like, no, no, you don't get it. You don't or, get it. You, or, don't, you don't understand. Why are you taking time to tell me your whole evil plan? Well, you could <laughs> Right. Instead of just killing me, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the whole thing of the Dr. Evil was uh, kind of a parody of Lorne Michaels from SNL. It's, it's basically him imitating Lorne Michaels as a villain. Is, I didn't know is, that. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's the whole Dr. Evil thing. So, I don't know. They made a couple of sequels, which, you know, any of these. Wasn't he Blofeld from the James Bond movies, too? He, he was, he's a parody of Blofeld, for okay. sure. Yeah, so definitely spoofing the whole James Bond uh, franchise in the 60s. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool, very entertaining. So, Keith, what do you think of Austin Powers? Are you a fan of that movie? What do you think about I love the movies yeah. when they came out. Um, you know, it's funny. There are a lot of people who enjoy comedies or enjoy Mike Myers, and they watch those movies, and they like them, but they really don't even understand how much they're missing because they may not watch James Bond movies or something like that to understand some of the subtle humor. Yep, that's right. Uh, and they're, they're not getting half of how really actually funny it is. And that was the strength of the movies. If you were a friend of the James Bond series and things like that, it, it it's the subtle teases of the, the stuff that we were told to swallow watching yeah. a James Bond movie, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yep. 
and that was great. Also, he introduced a whole different style of a hero. You know, he had the bad teeth, you know, and, he, and the language, you know, and words like, I'm Randy, baby. You know, he was just, <laughs> I mean, it was just great stuff, man. I, I loved every bit of it. Yep. Skinner, Austin Powers fan. I did watch him. I wasn't uh, as true a fan as probably you two might have been, but I'm a big Mike Myers fan. Uh, that guy's fantastic from uh, uh, from all the work that he did. Especially, he was one of the and a movie with Nick Nick Cage. Yep. No, <laughs> he might have been. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm drawing a blank on the one movie with uh, Garth um, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Yeah, that that movie. Uh, Kind of along the same line, spoofing a lot of different things, and uh, but yeah, definitely want to go back and revisit those movies again. Where would you rank him as far as SNL successes? Well, he's got to be up there. I mean, you talk yeah. about it, now, as, now as far as an SNL talent that made multiple movies. I was, I mean, you forget about some of his movies, but his movies are way he up there lot, as yeah. far as entertainment and money making. You think I about mean, we, we know who the king is. That would be Eddie Murphy. If, he, yeah, probably from all time box yeah. office and, uh, and movie. Uh, yeah, and a, you know Chevy's in there. But Mike Myers had, you know, he obviously yeah. had the he had, he had the Austin Powers. He had so I married an axe murder. He had the Wayne's World movies, yeah. and he had Sh- Shrek. Obviously, was yeah. a huge. Yeah. He is Shrek. He's got a lot of voices too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, just uh, I like his movies more than uh, top to bottom than a lot of the other guys that went on right. to, from from SNL. That's for sure. So, yeah, twenty five. Yeah, I have to go back. And, I actually have the box set upstairs. I have to go. Uh, Go back and relive that. He definitely created a, a a pop culture character. That's for sure. The Halloween costumes and the whole bit. Uh, Austin Park. You, you can find them today. As a matter of fact. Isn't that something? <laughs> okay, so not a whole lot else really as far as current stuff that really you know sparked my interest. But let's, let's go back in time. Let's let's do more more nostalgia type. So the, back in this week in pop culture history, obviously we already talked about Mike Myers. Back in 1983, on May the 1st, a uh, miniseries, V, debuted on NBC. I remember watching this as a kid. It was like, a, you know, the aliens were, I think, they were taking over the Earth, and it was like a, a band of humans that were fighting back or something like that. It was the whole resistance to the aliens, V for victory type deal. People were, like, spraying the V on walls and stuff. It was kind of this whole movement to kind of retake the earth or something along that line uh it's been such a long time since i've seen it probably in 83 frankly when it was on but i remember being very excited for this and watching every episode and uh i remember at the time really enjoying it it's like keith do you remember v in 83 as a sci-fi nut growing up when this came out this was couldn't get enough of it um you know, just the, the realism of, you know, they have invaded the earth and, you know, looking like us. And you hear this kind of talk around today that people, certain people are lizards, sure. the queen's a lizard, you know, so who knows, art imitating <laughs> life or vice versa, you know, but uh, I couldn't get enough of it. And I don't know if you guys have seen the remake. No, I did oh not. Oh, my God. I, I don't know they had a remake. I don't know why this got canceled. They redid it a few years ago. Okay. Oh my god! Unbelievable, dude. The effects, the storyline—it it was so incredible. Uh, the show I told you guys about—I don't know if you got a chance to check out Endgame. Gotcha. No, that was Cooper. Cooper said him and Amy started watching it. They love it. Uh, but the main character in Endgame, she played the head of the aliens. Uh, and and it, they but they remade it. I don't know where it is. I'll see if I can find it on the internet okay. here. But it's it is. <clears throat> spectacular so yeah i remember v great stuff skinner v you're a couple years behind us so you might have yeah i don't i'm trying to look here to spark a memory and i i just don't remember it at all okay unfortunately that's okay uh this next uh next thing i'm sure you do remember back in may the 1st back in 1999 this iconic pop culture character made his debut on Nickelodeon, after the 1999 Kids' Choice Awards, that was the debut of SpongeBob for the very first time back in 99, May oh the 1st. 
can't believe it's been that long already. Uh, so SpongeBob was definitely, you know, my daughter was born in 2000. So she definitely grew up with a lot of SpongeBob. And uh, we talked about him on prior episodes, but I instantly became a fan. When, as soon as I started watching James, or I must say James Bond again, SpongeBob with, uh, with Peyton, I loved it. I just thought it was, it was like a smart cartoon, if you will. He was so yeah. positive and optimistic. Uh, it just was inspiring in that respect that he was, he always found a way to see the positive in every situation that he was in. I had SpongeBob pajamas, matching pajamas with Peyton, T-shirts. Uh, I just thought he was terrific. So still a fan to this day. The movies were great, a lot of fun. So just a great new cartoon character introduced in our in our in our lifetime. It's been a lot of fun here. So are you guys fans of SpongeBob, Keith? Uh how old is Peyton? Peyton is twenty one. Okay, so Steel's twenty four. So he, he didn't uh he wasn't like a huge uh, SpongeBob fan. Um I love the show. But I got to the point where I realized this isn't really for kids. There's a lot of adult sure. themes in that show snuck in there. Yep. So uh, I think SpongeBob, if I'm not wrong, I think that was the beginning of the new kind of cartoon. Yep. Uh, I don't know how to word it, how to explain it, but cartoons kind of changed with SpongeBob. It became this more uh, satirical type of humor. Some adult themes thrown in there. It wasn't your silly Scooby-Doo stuff, even though they said some stuff too back then. But uh, I, re I remember that being very, very different, uh, the way they talked and the things they did. Uh, and I was like, wow, uh, this type of cartoon is actually going to make kids smarter mm -hmm. because the, just the way they're talking. It isn't all silly, goofy, gooey, gooey, gooey. But I was a kind of fan of SpongeBob, too. Very good. Skinner, SpongeBob, you probably had it in your household, yeah? Oh, yeah, as much as I despise the theme song of that damn show no come on uh it didn't it didn't keep the kids from wanting to watch it um yeah i i agree with porter it did change i think cartoons uh, the way we see it there's another show another one called rugrats mm -hmm. came along about that same yeah. time yeah and it had a lot of adult innuendos uh -huh. a lot of things keeping the adults and Nicolas interested Cage in the was cartoon. in that too he was a kid <laughs> 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 but uh yeah no spongebob uh definitely changed uh the cartoon yeah nickelodeon at the time they definitely ushered in a whole new wave like you say of a, just a different tone of cartoons with yes those that you mentioned already dexter's laboratories all kinds of stuff that came out uh -huh. on nickelodeon that was remember, remember was it doug yep <laughs> yeah. doug hey arnold and it's all all, oh, all yeah. kinds of stuff hey yeah, yeah all kinds of stuff Right, so, so that sounds like a top five subject for our, one of our future episodes we're going to do. I think is top five cartoons. We need to add that to our list. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That'd be yeah. interesting to see. All right, so long live SpongeBob. Okay, this we're shooting this on May the 2nd. Uh, on this day, back in 2008, a uh, movie came out that changed the, uh, really changed Hollywood, frankly. And what uh, what are what what are big films today? Two thousand eight was the debut of the first Iron Man movie with uh, Robert Downey oh, Jr. God. That movie definitely set the tone of all these Marvel movies we have today. It was the first of the storyline of all these movies that we've loved for so many years, and what a way to start the the, the franchise out. I mean, I know you guys agree. Robert Downey Jr. was just absolutely amazing as Tony Stark. I mean, mm. the second he was on the screen, the very first scene, he was captivating. He embodied captivating. that role perfectly. It was well acted. It was well directed. And it was obviously a huge, huge hit for Marvel Studios and definitely paved the way for all these movies that we have today and uh, the millions and billions of dollars that uh, it's generated for Marvel Studios. And mm -hmm. still to this day, of all the superhero movies that's 
ever been out there, it is still probably my top three to five. Three, anyways, I'm sure. Just fantastic. So, thoughts on the first Iron Man, Keith? We need a whole show for this guy. Sure. Um, Listen, there's so many ways to look at this. First of all, I love hearing the stories of how people didn't want Robert Downey Jr., but John Favreau went to bat for him yes. and insisted. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the Marvel Universe would be where it is right now. If it, Not only they got uh, Robert Downey Jr. to play this part, but it was the first movie to captain the ship of their phase one. Mm-hmm. Talk about hitting it out of the park. I love when a movie just comes. Everything's perfect about a movie. The casting, the story, and the, the one of the most important elements of a movie that I don't think gets enough credit, the music. You know, when yes. you play the right kind of music for certain scenes, oh, my God, the first Transformers. The music was unbelievable in that movie. You know, a lot of Linkin Park and things like that. Um, but this movie just had it. You know, when he first went over to the, uh, the, the uh, Gomera, you know, to, to, to help the refugees over there. Yep. And then, da-da-da, da-da-da. Then there was a little Iron Man in there. I mean, it was just, man, they just hit it off the park with this movie. And he is the catalyst for all of their success. Yep. Uh, Iron Man, that character. Uh, and it, it, he got so big, they couldn't do anything but kill him. Yeah, it, I thought it was the right move to do because it had just run its course. It had did everything for them. In, in order for them to move on and grow, they had to to uh, kill him. Uh, phase five, I think it was Phase 5 starting this weekend. Uh, oh, that's right. Well, it kind of already started, but yeah. the new Doctor Strange yeah. is coming, and you got Thor, Love, and Thunder right after that. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of my favorite top three guarantee of all time. This is, uh, as far as an origin movie, you know, you got to kind of sit through a lot of, you know, story stuff. This, you were into it from start to finish. Absolutely. Skinner? Yeah, I can't say much more. I, I've i got it as my number one out of all the Marvel movies. Sure. When, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier is number two for me. Yeah, kind of partial because I was on the stage or on the scene up there in Cleveland. It was uh, being produced and filmed here in Cleveland, Ohio. But uh, Robert Downey Jr. You can't say enough what that man meant to not only the Iron Man character, but what he meant for all the superheroes that came after that. Um. I can't imagine another actor out there that could have played the part any better uh, than than uh, he did for Tony Stark. So yeah, yeah. You ask me, number one out of all the all the superheroes, it's Iron Man one, and I'll watch it a hundred times before I die, yeah, right? And Skinner, still not get tired of it. Skinner, how about being happy for the fact that Robert Downey Jr. I mean, his life really was a mess for a while. Sure. Oh, he and, was a train wreck. And, yeah, and to see where you know this did wonders for him. Uh, really happy for him and his success. I, put it at number one. I, I I got like a clump. I just can't. You know, I got the first Iron Man. I got the first Avengers. And, of course, I got Endgame and uh, the one before Endgame. And I'm with you. I love the Winter Soldier. And and I love uh, Civil War. It's kind of hard to. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, this was this was a home run. Absolutely. And Jeff Bridges, one of the best villain yeah. of oh, any Marvel absolutely. movie in my opinion, super well acted. Loved his look. The whole thing was was terrific. Yeah, he was a character, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, we could do a whole show just on. I know, right? Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, okay, uh, May the third. So tomorrow is the the birthday of an inventor, Ron Pompeil. And oh wow! You know that you know that you might not be familiar with the name, but you definitely know the wow, company. <laughs> that's right, the company he founded, Ronco. So we definitely Ronco, grew up yes. hearing a lot of Ronco commercials. But wait, there's more than the rotisserie. Uh-huh. Said it, and what? Did forget and, it? Said it and forget it. That's right. And we'll, and we'll also, if you call now, we'll throw in. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I did not realize we missed it last year, but uh, uh, the poor man passed away last July, July 28th, 2021. He was, uh, I think he was 80 years old, something like that. So just, uh, anyway, yeah, so definitely in our lifetime, gee, we grew up hearing Ronco commercials. 
closest thing to an infomercial. Yeah. And we thought because it had to be real because it was on TV. So it had to be incredible, you know? Absolutely. The Chopomatic, the Vegematic, the, yeah. the Shell Egg Scrambler, in the Shell Egg Scrambler. Like I said, the rotisserie we talked about. So many products. And they were good products. Yes. You know? So the and think beef about- jerky machine. I'm looking at all the products that got Ronco. Yeah, tons of stuff. It, it's sickening. Yeah. Think about absolutely. the dichotomy of how you had to send in a check or call and do some information on the phone to how easy things are now, you know? You, yeah. you could be sitting in the middle of a freaking, you know, massage or mud bath or something and, and order 10 things off Amazon in 10 seconds, you know what I mean? Just right. amazing. I'm thinking Ronco was even before um, um, Home Shopping Network, wasn't it? Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, yeah. He, he, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of the time yeah, frame, yeah. 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 He he was smart. He definitely he understood the you know, using the commercial to. I mean, he, he took it to a whole other level with these yeah. products. The whole yeah. scene on TV type stuff. He was definitely one of the cable. early pioneers. No, it was a, no. This was yeah. There was no cable. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, you see it. If you watch Channel Forty Three, local yeah. in our you know, up in the Lorraine, Cleveland. I mean, you definitely saw your share of Ronco commercials that's for sure so yeah if you're our generation you know who ronco was and i we're just about out of time but i'll make quick mention on may the 6th already back in 2013 now we're in uh, the northeast ohio area cleveland is only like uh, 40 minutes north of us uh, we're here in akron ohio uh that was the day that they those poor three women that were kidnapped for so many years up in cleveland oh my god the House of Horrors of Ariel Castro kidnapped. Yeah, kidnapped these poor women and kept them prisoners in his home for many, many years. And one of the girls got or was able to call for help or something like that while he was gone. Yes. And a couple neighbors came over and helped break her free, including Charles Ramsey. So if you were in this area, you definitely remember. If you saw a picture of Mr. Ramsey, you would know who I'm talking about here. Just some local oh, Cleveland yeah. dude giving the thumbs up. His famous quote, yeah. Yeah, I got up. I just went to McDonald's, and uh, I was, I was, came back with McDonald's, and I heard this girl screaming, and he helped break her free, and these poor ladies did get their freedom. And uh, it was quite the story in this area. Terrible stuff. You know, not a very nice story, but it was at least glad that they you know, that they that they were freed by some good Samaritans in the area, and then they arrested Castro, and then he wound up uh, killing himself, I think, in prison, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, uh, yeah, definitely a huge story at the time in the Northeast Ohio area. Keith, you remember this? Uh, obviously, we all remember this story. You had to be in a coma if you were lived in Northeast Ohio. You didn't hear this story, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it probably made some sort of national news. Oh yeah, uh, this was every mother's, father's, anybody who had a daughter's worst right nightmare. You know, I, I, I it was unbelievable that this could even happen, uh, especially locally, so close to home to some people. You wonder, you try to figure out how could this happen? How could they be captive for years? How could they not have signaled someone? How could they not? And your mind just gets blown, and you wonder how these girls are going to recover. And of course, we get to see one of them. I believe is it Amanda on uh, Channel Eight News uh, every day. She has a yeah, segment. Oh, there. that's right. Yeah, yeah. I was looking her she's, up. Actually, she's doing great. Amanda nice Berry, girl. Yeah, yeah. Nice looking girl. Amanda Berry. Yep. Yeah, so just an amazing story. Yep. Skinner. Yeah, I remember, you know, especially someone having four girls of my own. It was a story that really right. hit home with me. I'll bet. And um, to see them survive and become a uh, adult in society and to see Amanda Berry, the way she's transformed right in front of our eyes, being on Fox 8, the other two kind of stayed away from the limelight but uh, amanda berry's making uh doing some good on missing people and i you know i appreciate that that she's taken her horror stories and tragedies and doing uh, something good with it yeah right um, and there's a great story on the internet of her and charles ramsey reuniting after six years yeah how about that right. great listen yeah all right very good 
All right, guys. Well, we are at the uh, top of the hour here. Go ahead. Yeah, one more thing, Keith. Go ahead, please. Yeah, a couple quick announcements I want to say. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank everybody who came out to the BPM show uh, last Thursday at Lou's and Maslin. I can't tell you what it meant. I, 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 they thought I was going to cancel. My mom had just passed. I knew I had to play or I was going to explode, and I told myself I was going to play for my mom. I played my butt off to the point where when I got home, I couldn't hardly move. I was shocked when I walked into that place, and it was standing room only on a Thursday. And I just want to thank everybody for coming out to the show. Um, and so on June 4th at Roma's in Magador, my mm -hmm. band Mixed Nuts will be playing. Uh, I'm excited about this show. It's our second show in, in, in three years. Uh, I know Fisher's been out to see the band yep. recently. Uh, so please come on out. It's it's a, it's a a We call ourselves the Dance Fusion Funk Rock Party Country Band. I mean, we play a little bit of everything. You know, in our own style. So come on out to Romas on June fourth to see Mixed Nuts. Yeah, a lot of fun. You guys are really good. Thank you. Yeah, very good. All right. Skinner, you want to take yep. us out, please, sir. Yep. Or nice to, to see you back, Nick, my brother. Nick, Nick Cage. Thank you, brother. Good to be back. <laughs> Glad to have you back. Uh <laughs> I miss you guys next week, sort of. Uh, but uh, for Brian Fisher and Keith Porter, I am Michael Skinner. We're the guys from Gen X. We appreciate you as always, and uh, look for us next week. Take care. Well, Nicholas Cage was born in... <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage. Nick Cage.